Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, today, our, our nation remembers the 2,977 individuals who died in what we now call the, the terror attacks of 2001. 20 years have passed since commercial airliners were turned into weapons of mass destruction and flown into the side of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center and of the Pentagon. As a nation, we vowed never to forget. Never forget, never forget the, the lives lost. Never forget the victims. Never forget the sacrifice of the the first responders and the others who died in their efforts to save others. As a nation, we set this day aside as Patriot Day, that we might remember these events that have so impacted a generation who witnessed them, whether on TV or in person. And as a nation, we hope to share that history with the next generation as they grow up in a post-9-11 America. As a nation... We remember. We're gathered together today in this sanctuary. We are called to re remember. And we are called to remember more than the, the events of that tragic day, for we are called to remember who we are and whose we are. For we are not only citizens of this country, but we are citizens of a heavenly kingdom. And we are called to remember this day that, that this heavenly kingdom goes back further than 20 years, well beyond 1776, beyond even the discovery of this continent by European explorers. We are God's people through faith in Christ the King. We are citizens of Jesus' kingdom and under his rule and reign. And as such, our history goes back to creation, and our future extends beyond the gray and latter days of this age. And so while as citizens of our nation gather to remember the events of 20 years ago, we as citizens of Christ and his kingdom are called to more. We are called not simply to remember, but we are called to action. We are called to hear his word, to repent of our sin, to trust in his promises, and to join together and pray. So what word do we hear today? Well, we have heard from God's word, spoken in time, recorded as part of our history as, as citizens of God's kingdom. We have heard the words of Psalm 46, written long ago, between 1030 and 931 B.C., we hear words confessing trust and hope in the God of Jacob. When the calamities of the world are upon us, these words direct us to trust in the Lord. Whether that be that the nations rage against God's people, with the waters of the sea rise up as if to swallow us, God is the refuge and the strength of those who call upon his name. He is present in the very midst of trouble, whether of body or of soul. As citizens of Christ in his kingdom, we are called to remember this truth. Never forget, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. 
The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We then heard from the prophet Isaiah, who wrote between 740 and 681 B.C., a call to repent. For God has commissioned Isaiah and others to call God's people to repent from their sin. Repent, turn from worship, uh, false worship and idolatry, and find mercy in the God who rescues and who redeems. Repent of your sin, that God may turn his righteous anger and wrath away from you, that you may live. Repent, or the Lord will utilize the nations around you to bring you low. Repent, turn, and live. This is God's word to God's people through God's prophets. Here we must speak carefully and remember that Isaiah was a prophet of God, called to speak to the people of God and to call them to repentance. He was called to warn God's people that unrepentant and persistent sin would result in a show of God's wrath by the means of the nations around them. As citizens of this nation, we must remember that these words are not directed to us as a nation. American evangelicals miss this distinction and make false claims that America is the new Israel or the new nation of God. But Americans have no such claim and no such word. America is not the New Testament people of God. In fact, no one nation is. The new Israel, they are the saints in Christ from every tongue, tribe, and nation. It is out of the nations that Christ Jesus the King calls people to repent and to find new citizenship in his kingdom. And so, the New Testament people of God, or the new Israel, is the church. And as such, the church views wars and rumors of wars as both God's judgment against sin in general for all creation, as well as an individual call to repent. That is to say that this word of God spoken by Isaiah to God's people in the past now serves the church as a call to repent of our sin. But we also hear and see from Isaiah that God is gracious and merciful. We hear how he comes to bless his people in unexpected ways. Here the Lord names Cyrus, king of the Persians, as a Messiah, an anointed one to release the Lord's captive people. And what's so unexpected about that? Well, Cyrus is named centuries prior to the actual events of captivity and release. And what's more, Cyrus is not a Jew or an Israelite the Gentile. The people of God are called this day to remember not only our sin and our need to repent from it, but God's unexpected way of rescuing us by his greater Messiah, Jesus, the one spoke long ago by the prophets, the suffering king who dies in place of his people so that they may be saved from sin from death, and from the devil. The people of God are called this day to remember that Jesus fulfills all the hopes of the prophets, 
as Jesus himself suffers God's wrath at the hands of the nations. We are called to remember that by Jesus' sacrifice, we are set free to be his people. And so it is that from Matthew's gospel, we hear Jesus as he walks with his first disciples through the temple courtyards in Jerusalem in the early first century. And we as latter-day disciples listen to the king's words concerning those things that the first disciples considered everlasting. We hear Jesus speak of the temple and how the beauty, the majesty, and the grandeur of the structure would come to utter ruin. No stone would be left standing on one another. The center of political and spiritual life for the Jews would be desolated, razed to the ground. And I think we can empathize with the shock and the disbelief of the disciples. I mean, citizens of this nation would have had similar reaction to someone stating that the symbolic structures of our economy and our military would come crashing to the ground. Shocked though they may have been, Jesus is declaring to his disciples that the temple is obsolete. Sacrifices were no longer needed to atone for sin because Jesus had come to be the once and for all atoning sacrifice. The temple is declared obsolete because God now makes his presence with his church as they break bread and listen to his word. The temple is now obsolete because the risen and ascended Christ fills all and rules over all by his spirit until the day he descends from heaven, raises the dead, and ushers in the new age of his reign in the flesh upon the creation that he has made new. As God's people gathered in the sanctuary today, we are called to remember that as great as this earthly nation is, it too will pass. It will eventually go the way every nation in the history of humanity has gone. It will at some time fall like the temple, like the towers. And shocking though that may be, we must never forget that this is true. And so we are called, once again, to remember that our citizenship here, however wonderful it is, is temporary. But our citizenship in Christ's kingdom, it's eternal. Wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, fires, and floods, these are all signs that this present age is passing away And the new age is soon to be revealed. From 55 AD, St. Paul reminds the church, God's New Testament people by grace through faith, that Christ is present with us in whatever circumstances befall us. Persecution, tribulation, nakedness, or sword... No matter the severity of the exterior circumstances, it is not enough to separate you from Jesus. Now, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
Remember that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Never forget, we are citizens of two kingdoms. This day, September 11th, 2021, as a citizen of our earthly nation, well, we remember, we reflect and recall the tragic events of the 20 years ago. As citizens of God's kingdom, we repent of our sin, we trust in our king, and we pray. We pray that that many in our nation would also hear God's word and trust in Christ alone. We pray for the hurt and the suffering due to sin and death, and and we ask our King to comfort. We pray that we would be spared from disaster and every evil of body and of soul. We pray that the church would be that light upon the hilltop, that beacon of hope as it boldly proclaims Christ Jesus. We pray even for our enemies, not just of the state, but of the church, that that they may, by the grace of God, become brothers and sisters in Christ. Whatever external hardships befall us, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Christ our King has called us to pray, and so we do. And here's the thing. His kingdom is already come on earth through the proclamation of the gospel and the administration of his holy sacraments. And his kingdom will come in fullness at that great and glorious day when Christ our King descends from heaven and dwells with his creation once again in the flesh. On that day, whenever it may be, then we his people, then we his people will be called to forget We will forget the earthquakes, the hurricanes, the trials and the tribulations. We will forget the the fires and the, the political discord. We will forget the wars and the rumors of wars. We will forget fear or terror, pain and sorrow. We will forget all of these things and we will remember them no more. All because Christ our King remembers the citizens of his kingdom. Remember, he says, see, I have engraved you in the palms of my hand. I will not forget you. And so we remember. We remember the events of 20 years ago today. We remember that we are citizens of two kingdoms, one temporal, one eternal. And we remember with hope because of Christ our King. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our King. Amen.